Okay. <clears throat> Here we are on the Old Time Radio Show again with our very special guest, Robert Crumb. At this point, maybe we should just call it John and Bob's Old Time Radio Show. <laughs> I think we've done, I've done a lot seven of these already. Eight. Yeah. I noticed how your name comes first. Yeah, my name comes first. Well, what about Bob and John? Well, how about Eden and Bob and John? That's perfect. And yeah. Go well, ahead, Eden. Talk. What do you got to say? Why does that not surprise Go ahead. me? I just did. Now she's getting all shy and stammering. Yeah. No, I'm thinking about my exercises. Yeah. I've exercised every day since we've been here. Yeah. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you. I still Jeez. feel fat. Right? In this heat, you'll always feel fat. <laughs> you feel fat if you weighed 60 pounds. Yeah, that's your that's your downfall in life. Just thinking you're fat all the time. 50 pounds according to the scale on the top. You want to look like one of those photos by, who's that photographer? Is that Richard Kern, is that his name, who takes those pictures of young girls that look like they're like wasted on heroin all the time? Oh, yeah. Hateful guy. What was the guy that you he wanted him to take your of, picture? Uh, girls with candles at candles. <laughs> they always look like they're about to die. Whoa, try to kill me, John. What was it Kate Moss said? Um, nothing... Wait, about food, and then she got a lot of shit because she's supposed to be a role model. Said, um, nothing tastes as good as being as skinny, being skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and who was the famous? Some woman said, You can never be too rich or too thin. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm out. Yeah, me too. That's <laughs> oh, Harry Richardson, that's the photographer. No, no, it's this guy, I think Kern, yeah, Richard Kern. Kern. Yeah, we used to have those books at the yeah. Forbidden Planet, right? But Terry Richardson is the one you're thinking He showed up once at a, at a gallery opening of my work in, in New York, and, and uh, oh, you're that guy who takes those photos of uh, those pale, skinny teenage girls who always look <laughs> like, like, you know, they're about to overdose on heroin. I, he said, yeah, yeah. I said, <laughs> I said, you like that, don't you? He said, yeah. He's a cocky, confident guy. I said, I hate your photos. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went, he just went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Okay, let's play some records today. Okay, so where are we going that's what we're here today? for? Or maybe it's more amusing to talk to Eden. Yeah. <laughs> She's so entertaining. We can talk to Eden. Yeah. You are, Eden. You're endlessly amusing. Yeah. <laughs> so how skinny do you want to be? Yeah, what, what would you be happy? I mean, how? I'm five feet tall. I like to be. A, I should be like a hundred pounds. That's that's. Uh, should that's be. Normal. You should be. Feet. Who says who? Yeah. Who says that's normal? Who says? Just everyone. Everyone. Everyone in the world. <laughs> the doctor. Like the doctor, right? I'm just yeah. reading this book, the that's, Nazi. You know, they haven't seen the average weight or whatever for your your height, but everyone's right. built differently, so you can't really go by that. Right. That's if right. If I had really big boobs, that would be like ten pounds. Yeah. Or what if you're very muscular? Well, plus you're like muscular. you're like a wide frame, you know. What? Uh, what did you that say? was definitely the not the. Podcast is over. <laughs> no, was it? We were no, even no. part of that video the other day, and John's Wasn't like. Wasn't it insult? John's like, I can't fit all of you in this in this shot. It's not wide enough. <laughs> it was really funny. It just sounded really bad. <laughs> yeah, no, what I'm saying is, like they always told. Maybe they just told me this to make me feel good, but when I got a physical date would measure your wrists and your feet to find out your body frame. Mm -hmm. And they always said that I had yeah. a gigantic frame, which, which was true. Like, I can't get shirts to fit. You, you're one of the big bone fellas. Well, I can't get shirts to fit right. Like, whenever I go to buy, like, an expensive shirt, I has to be fitted because my shoulders are too wide. And my, mm. you know. Yeah. I mean, that was before right. I was overweight. Right. My neck was always gigantic. <laughs> I have, like, a 19 and a half neck. Right? <laughs> can't get like a, wow. a shirt to button, you know. Wow, that's generic shirts. That's a button. thick neck, yeah. yeah. 19 and a half. Tell us more about it. But, like, but anyways, back to you. Muscle density. You know, some women have more muscle density than others, and that's not all fat. That's muscle something else. Muscle weighs a lot. Muscle weighs more than fat. So, you know, some women who think they're overweight, it's, you know, I just had this old that's girl all the time. She starts working out. She obviously, like, she gets all this muscle you can see it it looks great it looks great yeah. and then she freaks out and says she's you know gaining right. weight she's too mm -hmm. fat yeah. and there's those kind of women who do a lot of weightlifting and bodybuilding and then they also starve themselves at the same time so the muscles are what they call they have these cuts 
You know, where the muscles right, right. really are defined. It just looks grotesque. Like Madonna. Have you seen oh, God, Madonna looks like that? Oh, God, it's just creepy. It's just terrible. It chills my blood. I saw a woman on the beach like that yesterday lying face down. And from the back, she looked looked like a, a a skeleton with muscles. And the way she was lying was just like, <laughs> like face down. She looked like she was a dead... Like her skin had been stripped off. You just weird. see the muscles. Right? Right. And then I realized, oh, that's like one of those weightlifter. Yeah, it's this weird. Women are... Get really crazy about stuff like that. that yeah, looks. Yeah, but you like fatties. <laughs> no. What does he like? You do. What does he like? You. Who me? I like yeah. what? What do I like? She said you like fatties. You like chubby. I'm a chubby chaser. Yeah, I admit it. You like fat hairy women. <laughs> I like big. I, I listen to you. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to me. <laughs> no, I just want to get back to where my clothes fit. 100 pounds. Well, I, I, Unless I John personally. Unless you want to buy me a new wardrobe. That's fine. Get her a new wardrobe. I can't. I can't stand skinny women. But I don't like. I don't like fat women either. But I like big, thick women. Yes. Like who look like they're gonna yes. punch me in the face. And then I have yes. you, who punches me in the face all the time, <laughs> and is beautiful. And it's all I hear about morning, noon, and night is how you have to lose weight. Lose weight, lose weight. I do it's, have it's to lose weight. You just said it yourself. It's sad. Kind of. He did. He said you had you lose nah, weight? I just kidding. He just said it. Nah. All right. Well, you know, I'm five feet tall. I encourage her to eat all the At time. At one point, I weighed 140 pounds. That's not good. That's not good. Well, you put it all in the right place. No. I had like a double chin. I was like big gut. Hmm. I didn't really feel heavy until I overheard someone saying, there happened to be two people named Eden hanging out in that time, like the squatter scene. And Someone was like, oh, Eden, blah, blah, blah. And someone's like, which one? The, the chubby one? And I was like, oh, <gasps> oh no. me. The other girl was so skinny. And, and ever like, since then. I lost weight. I got I, down to 100 pounds. <laughs> the chubby one. I bet you wanted to kill yourself. You stop putting on weight and you're just like, ah, I just won't. I'll put away this shirt that kind of shows off my flat stomach and my abs. And I'll just put that away for now. And I'll put this one that kind of covers it. And then you just... Get more clothes and just keep covering it, and then stop going on the scale. And just don't think about it. It's so easy. Why does food have to be so good? You would think by now they could have like a pill or something that tastes really good, and they would have something that's no calories that tastes good. Tell us that quote from Kate Moss again. She said something like. Uh, there's nothing, they're like, oh, how do you stay so thin or something or what willpower, something about her being thin because she's so skinny and right. she was like, I just keep in mind that nothing tastes as good as being thin. <laughs> she had a lot of flat. But she weighs like 70 pounds Those or something. You know who Kate Moss is? Like, oh, I just she's the most anorexic. Or whatever, like, but she's like a total coquette or something. Right. I, <laughs> I used to work eight, like fashion paper, stuff, Victoria's Secrets. I still do, but. Most of those women are starving themselves. They look like junkies, chain smoking. And then there's some that like eat. I remember like doing one of these shows where we sat down at craft services and that model Giselle sat down with us. And granted, she was having like salad with like grilled chicken, but a big plate. She sat down with us and I think I was kind of looking at her like, because no, none of the other models were there. None of them ate. They're all smoking cigarettes outside, chain smoking. Oof. And she goes, that's right. Some models eat food. Yeah. And, and I was like, <laughs> I felt bad that I was staring at her. But yeah, it was maybe she was bulimic. She, she, yeah, she was kind of she big. She doesn't look that thin. She's not super thin. Did you ever try she, bulimia? Like a real eating? woman. I did. I did. <laughs> I always had like a slight eating disorder. But then mm. I read so much about like how bad it is to do that stuff to your body. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I hate throwing up. I oh, tried to be believable. No <laughs> I tried to be eating. Did your mother give you a complex about it when you were a kid about overeating and stuff? Was she like, nah, get on your case so much about that? Junk food in the house. Huh. We all, all of everyone in my family watches our weight. I knew the calories of everything by the time I was like eleven. Does your father watch his weight? He, <laughs> he doesn't eat. Yeah, he eats like uh, once he eat a day at night. He eats really? like a big salad with all this really? stuff in it, and he exercises. He looks a like he just got out of Auschwitz or yeah. something. He's <laughs> he he like bones, skin and bones. He looks like a beaten, miserable little skinny, pathetic <laughs> guy. Hey, your <Dad>. father. <laughs> Are you listening? <laughs> Okay, let's get to the music here. Okay, so you, we didn't tell people what we're doing, did we? No. All right, tell them. Okay, he's got a business here. Today we're going to listen to uh, some old 78 RPM records that were uh, recorded in Paris in the early and mid-30s of music from 
the islands of Martinique and Guadeloupe, mm. and a, a little bit from French Guiana. It's by black musicians who immigrated to Paris in the 20s and 30s. Kind of like early Caribbean jazz or something. <laughs> yeah, and they played in in some clubs and dance halls in Paris. And a couple of these places where they played the Bal Blomé and a couple other ones were <clears throat> very kind of racially mixed places that you could not have had in the United States where white people would go and white women would dance with black men and it was quite, it was acceptable, it was okay. Hmm. There's even some films of that from the 30s, very interesting to see. Oh, really? With these yeah. kind of bands? Yeah, with these bands playing this. I gotta this, find that. Yeah. Yeah, I love these like, bands. I love this kind music. of crime film or something that has some great scenes taken in one of those places. Hmm. The Balbo May, I think. So, uh, yeah, they're bands with, often have clarinet lead. It's the main, that was kind of the main formula. And they were mostly just for dancing, right? Or like dance orchestras, essentially? Yeah, it was dance bands, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and a couple other things. All right. All right, sounds good. <laughs> okay. The first record we'll listen to is uh, by the orchestra Antille. Antille means those islands. Right. Uh, direction of Stelio. Yeah. Stelio was a clarinet player, and his band made a lot of records in the 30s. Yeah, he's great. This is one of the early ones recorded in 1929. That's called something, Monsieur Dollar. I don't know what that means. Mm. Oops, I forgot to turn on the record player. <laughs> recently found some uh, original sheet music with a photo of huh. Stelio. Yeah. That's one of the earliest recordings of this Martinique stuff. They started recording it around 1929. There's n I don't think there's any earlier recordings of it. Huh. And then it goes through the 30s and the, like Stelio's band kind of evolves a little bit. This, this one that we just listened to is very loose, very loosely arranged or organized, you know, if they're, it's very relaxed. And later it gets a little tighter and, you know, a little more arranged sounding, but still pretty loose. It stayed loose all through the 30s. Great band. Yeah. It's catchy. 
Yeah, great, right? This one's from about 1932, called Malady d'Amour. It's a popular song of, you know, it's people still remember, I don't know. And this, uh, the orchestra of the Boule Blanche, which means the white ball. Hmm. So it's some kind of a dance hall. Under the direction of Charlery Bangio, with vocal refrain by Mademoiselle Leona. Hmm. <coughs> There's a lot of these bals or dance halls in Paris that have a name like the Boule Rouge, which means the, the red ball. You go there and there'd be like a big red ball hang sticking out from the above the door so you recognize it, or huh. the white ball or the black ball. Huh, interesting. That was great. Yeah. So what was that stringed instrument on there, do you know? Well, didn't exactly like sound like banjo, didn't yeah, exactly kind of, sound like guitar. Some kind of banjo. It's a like banjo. That. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. It's but yeah, they had all these funny little banjos in France, you know, they endless oh, yeah, variations see, on see the flea markets. Little, little, bit. little ones, big ones, six string, four string, eight string. Yeah, like that instrument Sophie has. Yeah, there was a couple of weird banjos yeah. there. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. really tell what, what how that? they how they would be tuned or you right. Know, eight I've string ukulele banjos, but scale mm -hmm. a little bigger. And then there was a short scale tenor banjo. Listening to that record remind me of sitting at this guy's house in Paris. This guy Jean Pierre Mounier, who is 
the world's foremost expert on this music. Oh, really? Yeah, Does he have the records? The he's old got 70s? lots of good records. He's probably got the best collection of this stuff of anybody. Oh, really? Wow. He's just this quiet little bureaucrat that works for the, the utility company in Paris. Hmm. And But he's just completely obsessed with the music and, and the whole life and, and aura of Martinique, Guadeloupe. And he's been married a couple of times to two black women from, from the, those islands. Huh. And he, when you go to his house, they used to, I, I don't need more, but he would serve you this rum for, that comes from there. And he'd play this music and you'd get, you'd get kind of a little high from this, this <laughs> rum that they drink there. And he'd serve the food that they ate there. And you'd, mm -hmm. you'd get completely really? like into that world. You know, he was, he, it's funny because he's just this kind of little guy with a white shirt and a tie that, you know, worked in the, in wow. the, gas company bureaucracy <laughs> <laughs> Meunier okay. I haven't seen him for a long time but and he had lots of good photos and all the musicians and everything he had really sought nice. out relatives descendants of the musicians and got some good records from some of them so is he an, is an older guy yeah he's probably about my age is, is anybody else interested in this music yeah or? there's some mild interest in this music yeah he's gonna make sure a collection like that doesn't like bite the dust you know? yeah and the records are kind of hard to find they didn't sell in large numbers you know it's a small select audience for those records in those days in France you know average French people didn't, weren't interested in them yeah huh. too and, bad yeah and some of them are really rare there's some really rare great guitar duets and stuff that are really guitar rare guitar duets wow yeah I just heard him on on tape that Mounier had a couple of them. Great, huh. oh, but they're like as rare as like Skip James records or something. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's hear another one. <clears throat> this is actually a, a guitar and vocal duet by two guys named P. Louise and Livrat. But they're they're two guys. What is it, guitar and vocal, you said? Yeah, it's called ah. Swing But Sweet. I've never heard one of these that was uh, guitar. I'm excited. The mind will be blown. What did I do? 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 What did I do?
that swing and swing, provided that swing and swing, and it must be sweet for my heart and sweet for my body. It's oh, great. It was funny that 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 song was uh, the the vocals were s something about being sweet because. I was actually thinking that that reminded me a little bit of like Bobby Leakin doing Ain't She Sweet or something. Huh. You know, the chords even had a little bit of a dun dun dun. I mean, just the tiniest bit, but. Uh, I wonder if it is. I wonder if it's based on Ain't She Sweet. Right. Maybe. I mean, the changes weren't exactly right, but they had that little chromatic thing, you know, dun dun. And then, the, and then when the lyrics came in, it was about being sweet. You know? Swing but sweet. <coughs> Maybe they heard Ain't She Sweet once and then they made up their own version, you know? Yeah, could be. That was great. Ain't she sweet? Was known in France. That was phenomenal. I I uh I never heard anything like that. That was, a unique. that was great. Here's a band uh, called the Orchestra Guyanese of Henry Volmar, but that would imply French Guiana, which is on the north coast of. The continent of South America, but I think it's right near Martinique and Guadeloupe. And I, I'm sure most of the musicians are from Martinique and Guadeloupe, probably. Volmar himself, I think, was from Guiana. Huh. And the title is Ah, Qui Belle Zafé Maman. I don't know what that means. It's probably from about 1932. This is a treat. This is a treat. No, Yeah, that was great. All the tunes are so catchy, you know. Da, 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 simple, yeah. Yeah, real simple. These guys had some major hooks. Why, why weren't these uh, records great pop successes? Well, you know, most French people in the 30s, they liked French music. Yeah, <laughs> it's still kind of like that, isn't it? Like they liked waltzes and, and you know, French stuff. I mean, obviously everything's globalized a little bit, but yeah, don't in general still French people like French stuff? Yeah, probably a little more 
open to you know other kinds of music now. But French are a proud and snobby people. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> That's all quite true. <laughs> and they get they they like to get nude on the beach. We noticed a lot yeah. of a lot of boobs yesterday on the beach. Yeah, boobs everywhere. Yeah. Here's another record by Stelio's band. Oh, yeah. It's a little. This is a couple years later than that first one we played. That's just called Syrah. Okay. It has a vocal by Mademoiselle Estrella. Vocals were low. Too That's low. my kind of music. Great, great music. Mm-hmm. Great, great banjo, great yeah. tune, great playing. Oh my god! Yeah. Those banjos, like you said, it was probably uh, that was two banjos on there. Yeah, love those banjos. Incredible. Oh my god, so great! And uh, apparently, there was no music recorded in those islands in those days at all. It was all recorded. So nobody in Paris. actually went there. No. So imagine what they could have found if they went yeah, there. I don't know. No These idea. Were the bands that were sophisticated enough yeah. to get to Paris. In the American companies. Record companies went to Cuba and you know Trinidad and all that stuff, but apparently no re- record outfits went to Guadeloupe or Martinique. Ah, too bad. Yeah. What do you think of this music, Eden? I like it. How does it compare to Steely Dan? Peg, please come back to me. Then shut up and see you I I think it's better. I would say it's a lot better. I would go so far as to say I hate Steely Dan and their smooth sounds. Steely Dan. I don't even know what Steely Dan sounds like. I have no idea. They're named after a dildo. That's all you need to know. Really? The Steely Dan. (laughs) 
bunch of dildos in other words? It's from uh, yeah, pretentious, horrible music. What do we got here? This is a Nelly Lungla and the Choir Antilay doing Pepe with piano accompaniment and guitars. I knew what they were saying. Wow, yeah. it was beautiful. Nice. Beautiful, hey. beautiful. Yeah, you could hear that piano at the end a little bit. Yeah. So far in the back. In the last note. Yeah, just one note. Nice guitar playing again. Yeah. It's probably how they're trying to lose weight, really. Oh, really. <laughs> <laughs> Other man said they were overweight. I've done nothing but encourage you to eat since I've met you. So therein <laughs> lies the problem. Right there. You can see yeah. a bad start. But you, it's like you can't win. There's no winning. No. It's just how badly you're going to lose. <laughs> that was a deep thought. <laughs> deep thoughts by John yeah. Kennedy. The first 10 years I was involved with Aileen, I used to interject comments about her weight or her figure and stuff like that. Then after that, I just stopped. I realized it's. What do you mean? You would compliment her and then. Or I'd, I'd sometimes say, I, you know, maybe you should. Like stop starving yourself, and you know you're getting awfully thin, and you know you know I like girls that are kind of you know voluptuous and filled out, and, and that didn't that had the opposite so effect. It always had the opposite effect. Everything I try to say, was, <laughs> I stopped saying anything after a while. But it's like what you said last night. I felt like you're describing my life when say Lee will come to you and say, "What do you think of this outfit? Should I wear it tonight?" And you say, "Yeah, it looks great." And she says, "I think I'll go change." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You think I do that? I don't. I just don't even ask your opinion. Oh, I think you. I, I about think, clothes. I just think nothing. Actually, I do nothing once I in a while. I have to say. Well, John matters. just always says nice things. Of course. Yeah. Because it's the truth. You come out looking like a bombshell, and then I say you look great, and then you go, "Oh, I, I, I think this makes me look fat. This just shows off my belly." And I say, "No, it doesn't." And then you're like, "Oh." I knew it. But you agree change. I have a belly. You're in the trap already. I can't so. believe you called me fat. I hate you. <laughs> She's going to kick over the recording equipment now and go storming out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. 
<laughs> As I get older, I learn to lose less, that's all. Hopefully. Come on, I'm the easiest person to be around. Yeah, that's true. In, in some ways, but, you know, when you're asking me about how, how, how I think you look, sometimes I get slightly terrified. So, you know, I, no matter what I say, it could trigger some kind of It's a minefield. If they ask you, you know, which do you like better, this dress or that dress, then you're really in trouble. <laughs> so, oh, I, I guess I like that one better. Oh, so you don't think I look good in the other one? <laughs> What's wrong? I don't look good in that. Well, you look good in anything, sugar. You look good in a <laughs> burlap sack. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. I want a burlap sack now. This next one is called the Orchestra Typique du Bal Blomé. This is a band that paid, played at that bal for a while, I guess. It's called Don True Crabla in the Crab Hole. <laughs> a crystal. Ooh, I like it. Rare, my friend. I'll have a cup. Very rare. <laughs> Great band. Mid early thirties somewhere? Mid thirties. Probably maybe thirty-five. That's great. Orchestra Typique de Bal Blome. Here's a a band called the Orchestra Creole Delvi. This is called Belle Madame Begin. Thank you. 
got sissy from the Your belly, your treasure, May we, your belly, treasure, your paper, May God, they from the If I'm not a jolly, who can finish coffee, you might have to be a Come to the end of another old-time radio show here in the beautiful south of France with our uh, <laughs> humble host Robert Crumb. <laughs> time for one more. Oh yeah, we got time for one more. Since Eden has gotten bored and left the room and is tired of discussing her weight issues. Yeah, she's probably <laughs> primping and a fussing or whatever it is she does. I don't know what she does, but I would like to thank her for being here too and yes. try to uh, explain women's uh, eating habits to us. <laughs> we haven't really learned anything, but that's a in 45 years, that's uh, a tradition now I'm, I'm seeing is probably going to continue. What we learn is just to, just to stay out of it. So yeah. Learn. yeah, that's what you tried <laughs> to teach me last night. That was very good advice. That's when I knew you were my friend. What did I say to you? You basically told me that uh, I should, shouldn't even react. Right. You know, I should just <laughs> kind of stare at her and keep moving on. And, you know, give her a little affection now and then, you know. Yeah. Hug her and kiss her. Yeah. That's, that's all. That's all they want. They don't want your opinion. No. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. Here's a band. This will be the last one of the of the program. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Oh, what beautiful music. Oh, here. yeah. This is the orchestra of Ernest Layarde. Mm. I think he was a violinist. Called Juan de Saint-Pierre. Yeah, what beautiful music. It's a real honor to be uh, in this record room.
Left him? Yeah, he didn't know what to do, you know. Oh. You're going to jump in this huge dumpster and start pulling the 78s out. Come there. on, man, get in there. <laughs> wash your clothes and later. This person's, these guys also weren't that tuned into actually what was on the on the records. They didn't know it was on, particularly what was on Salibert. Oh, well. John would have somehow gotten a whole dumpster home. Yeah. Just push it up the street. Make an emergency call. Get, get a somebody truck. to come with a car, a truck, something, and just start passing the stuff out of the dumpster. You probably in Paris, you probably have to get permission from the police or somebody to get in there, to get in the dumpster. Come on, fuck the police. All right, well, over and out from the old time radio show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again for having us, Mr. Crumb. I enjoy it, Miss Eden. Thanks for your uh, your input. expose on women's eating. No problem. Okay. Goodbye, planet Earth. I tried to help you. 